From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast. This episode is number 92. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am Brad Robinson. This podcast is all about sayings such as go with the flow or YOLO, you only live once. I'm just going to live in the moment. And these are toxic. If you're struggling with anxiety, if you're in chaos and you're saying these things, you're only supporting your identity, the chaos you're in. I see it all the time with people who are struggling, who have so much baggage, who continue to play out the same bad behaviors that manifest the negatives in their life. And they say, I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be in the moment. And I'm like, be in the moment, go with the flow. You have so much to figure out. You have so much responsibility to take on. And your solution is to continue living in the moment impulsively and continue going down the road you've been going down with your bad behaviors. All of the things that are contributing to the negative place you are in. And so in this podcast, I want to talk about my experience and my time back in high school, in college, when I was living this way, when I was living impulsively, and what it means to take on responsibility and why your habits, why the lifestyle choices you unconsciously make contribute to the anxiety you're currently facing, to the chaos, to the, to the depression that you're currently going through. Now, in high school and through college, I was finding myself, like everybody else, we're all finding ourselves at this age, and I was finding myself especially through other people you know, developing those role models. Maybe it's through musicians, movies. I was certainly finding myself through other people. And then I would go buy similar clothes. I would spend my money, right? I'm like, I want to look like him. I want to have the same hair as him. And I would do my hair up the same way as that person. I would buy the same clothes. And I would, I want to emulate those people. And that's what movies do. That's what we do when we're growing up. And I believed this was normal and it is normal. But what happened was I began to look up to the wrong people. Now, this is interesting, especially in our modern age where I, I couldn't imagine. I, I remember in high school, I had the the old flip phone and um, I wasn't, I wasn't even on YouTube. I didn't even know if YouTube was around. 
I think it was, but I wasn't even on it. Um, I was hardly on the internet. You know, I had a Walkman with CDs in it. And I can't imagine today's youth, they have access to Spotify, to endless amounts of music, to the people on YouTube, the, the musicians, the, the videos, the vlogs, all of these things. I can't imagine the overload of material this generation is going through. I just can't imagine that. I just, it's so painful to think about because there's so many bad role models out there. And going through high school, you're going to look up to those people on YouTube, to the musicians, to the actors. And I found a lot of value and I looked up to the wrong people and their lifestyle choices. And so around this time, after high school, right after high school to college, I was in a toxic relationship, but also I was with a toxic friend. And in this relationship with my ex, I was afraid to end the relationship while I was with her. I thought, I thought to myself, I probably won't get anyone else. And I'm not that attractive to get someone else. And I thought, what if I end it and I'm alone? What will I do when I'm alone? And also, I love the attention. You love the attention from the partner that you're, that you're with. Also, being in a relationship for the first time, I was very unconscious of the pain she was causing me, but also the pain I was causing her for being unconscious. Living on Pleasure Island with my friend was a huge cause of my unconsciousness, but also the pain that I was inflicting on my ex-partner. He supported my beliefs of living a carefree, fun lifestyle. And I supported his beliefs of living this way. I strongly admired those carefree, go-with-the-flow people. I watched shows like Californication, where the lead character he was a ladies man he got all the women he slept around he lived on pleasure island he couldn't take responsibility and be the husband he could be and i and i admired this guy i'm like look how fun his life is he's just going around living impulsively and sleeping around with women and i i looked up to this guy because you know i even watched all of the seasons over and over and over again because I just admired how, you know, this good-looking guy going around L.A., sleeping around, drinking. You can have a life like that? That's, that's amazing. And so I admired that character. I also admired characters or 
actual people, writers such as Jack Kerouac, who who traveled across the United States, and I believe it was back in the 50s, and he wrote a book called On the Road, and he just lived this recluse lifestyle, drinking, smoking, uh, sleeping around, and just venturing off and writing and 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 stuff like that. So I admired someone like him. He had this adventurous, carefree spirit. And then I admired Christopher McCandless from Into the Wild, which I stole one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, when I saw it back then, back in 2008, I was like, wow, this guy just left everything. He left his family. Uh, he went on the road. He burned his money. He just lived this nomadic lifestyle. He went into the wild, and he just did what he wanted to do. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I want to do that someday. I want to live that kind of lifestyle. Then I looked up to musicians like Kurt Cobain, who lived, who you know, smoked, and he had this carefree, I don't give a crap attitude. And then I looked up to Charles Bukowski, another writer who wrote about his adventures. Just you know, I think he was sixty when he when he was doing all these things. He was an older man, but he he was living like that Californication character lifestyle, sleeping around, drinking, smoking, not caring, sleeping in, all of those things. So I, I looked up to these people because I was like, wow, you can live a life like this? This is something you can do? These people are so cool. They're good-looking guys. They're adventurous. They don't care. They're not taking on responsibilities. They're not working a, a nine-to-five job. Wow, I was amazed. And so I put a lot of value towards these people. I was admiring them. And then I started to dress like them. And I was watching those movies over and over again. I was reading their books over and over again. And so these were my models growing up. My friend fit right into these people. So I established these role models. My friend fit the description, fit the, fit the role. I put too much value onto these people, and it ultimately led me down a bad path. What you act out is what you value. I was starting to act out the roles of these people I was looking up to. And that means you put value on the people, but also the actions, the beliefs, form. And so I was living out this impulsive lifestyle through college, especially after college. And so the sayings nowadays, you might hear, you know, keep calm, carry on. Or YOLO, you only live once. Go with the flow. I'm just seeing where life takes me. These support impulsive pleasures. Now. And worry later. So, you know, I'm just going to do what I just feel like doing, and then I'll worry about it later. That's pretty much 
what it is. And for somebody struggling to really find meaning in their life, these sayings are toxic if you're saying them or you're saying them to somebody else who is having difficulty in life. For years, I was a slave to my addictions, to these impulsive pleasures. I was an addict towards junk foods, smoking weed, just not not doing any hard work, but just watching movies with those friends and just walking around town and trying to find dates and, and, and go on dating apps and trying to meet up with people. And this was my lifestyle for a long time. It became so bad that I even avoided work because in my mind, I was like, what's the point? I like it better on Pleasure Island, just doing my own thing going with the flow, any responsibility was a weight. I felt that resistance. You know, I'd go into a an electric job on a film set. It was so daunting and difficult. I had anxiety. And so I, after that day was done, I would avoid calling back into work because it was a call-in basis to make yourself available and I would avoid calling in and just you know what's the point I'm 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 just going to go with the flow and uh just you know do what I want today and I'll worry about it tomorrow and then tomorrow came you know what I'm just going to continue doing what I want today and I'll worry about it tomorrow and then the next day came and so forth and that became a destructive pattern in my life and under the surface, I was accumulating so much chaos. The baby dragons that I avoided that were in the cave that I should be slaying, they were growing over time. They were growing and, you know, time went on. I started to get more anxious because on social media, you start to realize that other people, friends or people that you knew in high school and college are going out and doing stuff with their life and starting families and going traveling and, and getting the jobs that they want. And, and I'm here like looking at the pictures, looking at these people and I'm starting to get even more anxious, right? I'm not all I could be deep down that, that what, that's what came up. I'm not all I could be. I could be doing a lot more. And then, and then I, you know what I did? I pushed it aside and then I continued to do my destructive behaviors because that's, that's all I knew. I, that's all I knew. Being in that toxic relationship, being with that toxic friend, admiring the wrong role models. And so I started to continue. I just continued on living that kind of lifestyle. I was causing so much anxiety for myself by living this lifestyle over week after week, month after month, year after year. And then there would be fights in my relationship and that became normal. You know, if anything didn't go my way, well, I was, I got angry. I showed some resistance towards that. And so I emotionally 
harmed her by the, those those fights that we would get into, and I would avoid any conflict too. I would avoid any tough thinking. I would avoid any physical work, just like what I was saying before about not going into work. I would avoid it all. And unconsciously, I viewed myself as weak-minded and weak physically. I would say and do stupid things. And that shame, that guilt, it would all pile up in my unconscious. It would pile up over time. I was just a self-serving machine. I was feeding my instant desires and not thinking about the future Brad. The Brad who feels exhausted the next day after staying up until 3 a.m. I wasn't worried about that Brad I was just doing what I wanted to do. And so the next day, I would feel bad because, you know what? I stayed up till three. I stayed up, you know, getting into a fight with, with the ex-girlfriend. I was just hanging out with the negative friend, not caring, not doing anything with myself. And so that accumulated. That was a pattern in my life. The more... You act in this manner, the more unconscious you will be. The more you practice anxiety, the more you practice bad behaviors, bad routines, the more you spiral downwards and the more unconscious you become. It's like the Lion King. You know how Simba goes out and hangs out with his dopey, dopey friends and He's like a bumbling fool. He doesn't even know how to how to flirt or 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 be a man when he's with Nala, right? And Nala kind of wants to separate him from those dopey friends, Timon and Pumbaa. But he Simba wants to stay there. It's Pleasure Island. He wants to be living that way. He he's not ready to be a man and step up to the plate and take on any responsibilities. And that was me. I was, I was that guy. I was that fool just living on pleasure Island and not really taking on any responsibilities. So trauma, trauma definitely leaves, leaves parts of you stuck in the, in the past. So like myself, I had, Moments in my life from my past where I would have panic attacks when I was 10 years old, health anxiety attacks throughout my uh, time in elementary school. And so these were weights on me as well. I viewed myself as unhealthy for a long time because these traumatic moments were still unsolved within my unconscious mind. I did... I. I didn't pick them apart and I didn't know how to. And how could I, especially living in the modern world, we're not taught how to deal with trauma, how to deal with these highly emotional events in our lives. And so it was only until my life became an, an unbearable hell that I awakened 
to my destructive patterns that led me to where I was, to that hell. It was only when I reached rock bottom where I came to the realization that I was causing all of this pain. So back to the trauma. I kept accumulating my own trauma doing the stupid things I was doing. I was hurting people emotionally and that weighed me down. I would get caught up on the subway, on the train, thinking about an embarrassing moment or one time that I hurt somebody and I would feel guilt. I would feel shame. I'd be, I would be caught in that trance and then my stop would come and then I would kind of come back into the present moment, uh, quotation marks, and I would get off the train. And that those traumatic moments in my life, they were a weight to me. They weighed me down. They kept me in my unconscious state. But all my who I was, that identity, kept causing traumatic moments because I would be destructive. I would always manifest negative things. Then I would say negative things to other people without even realizing it. I would complain. I would cause emotional distress to other people and feel bad afterwards and then repress that those feelings and then continue on living my life when i was suffering when i was really suffering from anxiety when my anxiety got really bad i remember other people telling me go with the flow i would think to myself if it's so easy to go with the flow or live in the moment, why can't I do it? Other people would say, you know, just relax. How can I relax? Is it really that easy to just relax? It turns out that meaning, meaning in life came. It came to me when I took responsibility for my anxiety. So, Responsibility comes in all forms. When you take on responsibility in any form, it could be the responsibility of being a good husband, a good wife, the responsibility of doing well in school, or take on the responsibility of being a really good employee. I took on the responsibility of my anxiety because I was deep in chaos. I was suffering deeply. I couldn't even get out of bed. So I took on responsibility and I found meaning in this responsibility. Happiness comes when you prove to yourself you can do more than you thought you could. I never thought I could get to a better place. Because I've been living a destructive lifestyle for so long that I just couldn't imagine any other way of being. That's where narrow perspective comes into play. I had a very narrow perspective because I've been living a certain destructive lifestyle for so long. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't see a way out. I I was blinded. I was blind, essentially. 
I had to start from scratch. I had to start by looking online. How do you overcome these feelings that I've been having? You know, I'm, I'm obsessing over my health. I think I have an illness. I'm Googling this illness. I have shortness of breath. I am shaking. I wake up in terror in the middle of the night. I can't even sleep. I am obsessing over my heart. My heart is racing. What is going on? So I found online role models who overcame the same thing I was going through. And then they clarified what was really going on. It's anxiety. It's health anxiety. Are you obsessing over your health? Uh, this is These are the habits of a health anxiety sufferer. And the doors started to open in my life. My world began to open. It shifted. Paradigm, a paradigm shift started to take place. I realized I was the one causing all of this chaos. That this anxiety is here for a reason. My body is telling me something. I was continuously attracting negative things in my life and doing so over a long period of time that I dug myself deep into this chaotic state. If you don't have a goal, if you don't have an aim, then you won't get those dopamine highs, those reward feelings, feelings of accomplishment. When you take on real responsibilities, then meaning will come in your life. I found out firsthand that no meaning is found on Pleasure Island. Only when you realize that I must get off of Pleasure Island, meaning comes. The old Brad was on Pleasure Island. He was a puppet to materialism, to his addictions, to his emotions, to his thoughts, like Pinocchio. You know the Disney movie Pinocchio? He was a puppet. He was a fool. He went off into the real world, but he was still a puppet. And so when I took on responsibility, meaning came. Pinocchio took on responsibility of saving his father from the belly of the whale at the bottom of the ocean. So he decides to rescue his father. He takes on responsibility. And what happens when he takes on that responsibility? Well, he rescues his father, but he dies because of it. Because that's what happens when you, when you enter the, dragon, the dragon's lair. There's a possibility that you may die from it, but you have to do it. Because what happens in Pinocchio, he becomes a real boy, a real person. That's interesting. He was a puppet. He took on responsibility. He became a real boy because of it. He even went to Pleasure Island in the movie. Right? He got sent off to Pleasure Island. He was a puppet. He worked for the, the puppet master. 
right? Being pulled, the puppet master was pulling his strings. He ends up on Pleasure Island where all the children on Pleasure Island were destructive, destroying things. It was all, uh, it was all an amusement park, right? But when he took on the responsibility of saving his father, he becomes a real boy. I took on the responsibility of my anxiety and everything in my life opened up. Meaning came into my life. You can see that in The Lion King when Simba takes on the responsibility and and he looks into that pond and he sees his father and then he sees himself as an older man and then he looks to the stars and he he, he he's just, he reaches deep into himself and asks some really important questions and then he sets an aim for himself. He he takes on the responsibility of going back to Pride Rock to face the the tyranny that took over. He t- he took on that responsibility. You can see that in Harry Potter too. So go with the flow. Really? Go with the flow. You'll end up sitting on your couch, smoking weed, eating Doritos, and binging Netflix if you go with the flow. If I was to say to my old self, Brad, go with the flow, that's where I ended up, on that couch, slave to my addictions. Just go with it. Oh, if I feel like eating Doritos, um, I'll just go eat Doritos. If I feel like staying home, I'll just stay home from work. And so that led me further down the destructive path. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.